everybody? We back. R2C2. Another week. Early morning this, oh. this edition, bro. Early morning. Oh, oh my gosh. What, what kind of assholes were we saying we do a reaction pod after that game, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we should. We definitely should have did it last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was unbelievable, man. I... I I, I uh, it's so funny because I I got called in to to pinch it for the post game and I had to take a picture of the time code of when we actually got off the air and it was <laughs> it was it was two fifty four I think uh. Uh, and, and I was thinking I was like imagine if we were we were recording the pod right now after that <laughs> oh my you gosh. know what though it's worth it when you get the win when they yeah. win it's worth it you know what I'm saying like you stay up all night. You know, it's for a win. But if you lose that game, you got to come back and play game three, then you're fucking sick. Then oh. everybody's dragging. You're tired. <laughs> Sucks. Bro, it is so true. It's so true. Like, as a fan, you you don't mind that, like, that night of terrible sleep if your team won. If you lose that game, oh, you can't even go to sleep after that. It's yeah, brutal. but you know what, though? So this is my first playoffs as a fan. And uh, fuck that. I went to sleep. <laughs> I went to bed, bro. After DJ hit that ball up the middle, I'm like, listen, either y'all got it or you don't. Like, we either be playing tomorrow or I'll, you know, I'll watch the celebration in the morning. But I'm going to bed. Fuck that. I got to be at the gym in the morning. Man, you know what? You got but you, you, you got to see them go ahead, though. So I, you, did, you know, I did. You know what my dad does? And he did this last night. He's a diehard fan. When they gave up the lead at 9-8, he, he goes, I'm going to bed because either... You know, I'm going to stay up and they're going to have lost and I'm going to be pissed and then I'm not going to be going to sleep. You know, <laughs> he's like, or, or they're going to have come, they're going to come back and win and then I'm going to wake up happy. So he's like, <laughs> and so I actually, I, I went to my parents' house last night and when I got in at 4.15, he happened to like get up and he was like, wait, 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 they won? I was like, yeah. And so I'm like recapping the game with him at 4.20 in the morning. Like, going to, <laughs> That's going how my, my dad there. was the same way with the Raiders. A couple of yeah. times, like, he left the stadium. Like, <laughs> oh I remember one game the Chargers marched down the field and, like, they had a field goal. Like, it was close. And he was like, I, I, I'm like, I got to go. I, 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 we got to beat the traffic. I can't watch this shit. I'm going to be p- pissed off driving home. And I'm like, nah, like, they about to block this field goal. Like, we're going to win this game. And he walked out. He left the stadium. And I remember I got to the car. And he was like, I told you they was going to win. I was like, you fucking, you didn't even see it. You, watched you didn't it tell me. You, yeah. yeah, you listened to it on the radio. Uh, I love funny. it, man. The things fans do. Well, there's yeah. so much to break down from that game and and just what's gone on the playoffs so far. Just so unbelievable. Um, I mean, in, uh, an un, unforgettable game, too. And the Yankees move on for a series against the Rays, which will be incredible, and we could get into that as well. And we thought it'd be better to do a reaction pod after the games, give you guys some some real-time sports talk uh, after uh, what's just been a jam-packed sports week. But see, we, we mentioned last week with Bill Simmons and Mookie Betts, and a reminder, new R2C2 episodes every Thursday. Download them wherever you get your podcasts, but especially on Spotify, because eventually we will be exclusive to them, part of our new deal with The Ringer. Um, we are going to start every episode with Slingin' Heat with yeah. CC Sabathia, where you give us three sports takes on your mind. All right, so what's the heat you're slinging first up here, C? I've been on both sides of the Shane Bieber, Garrett Cole, um, you know, into the spectrum. And mm. I, I feel like Bieber had more pressure on him than Garrett Cole had, had, had on him. Really? And, yes. And, 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 I, and, and I can explain to you why. Because 
the Indians were built on him. Like, they were supposed to win because of him. And this is what I was telling you in 2007, that I had the best season of my, of my career, yep. and I go into the playoffs against a, against a Yankee team, and, and we're supposed to win this series because of me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I come into game one with all this pressure, and I could just see it all over his face. Like, balls were getting hit. He was surprised. And, I mean, but if you think about it, I mean, this is not a normal year. And, and you know, he had a good two months. So if, if this is a normal season, he would only just be starting an all-star game. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and now we want to crown him the best pitcher in the game. And, you know, he's the best pitcher on the planet and all this shit. And he only pitched against the Central the whole year. You know what I'm saying? So he gets one game out of his, out of his division. And he and he looks like a regular pitcher, man. And and I've been I've been I've I've been on that side of it. And I understand it. That is really interesting because I, I mean I do love you saying that phrase of I used to want to be the reason that we won, and instead I'd be the reason that we lost. And having to kind of learn that and feeling like, hey, all of a sudden I have the troops behind me. I don't need to do everything. And, and I mean. It was a completely different experience then in the playoffs in 09 for you, right? It, it, it definitely was. And and going back to Garrett Coles, being able to to relax after the big man goes deep, second pitch of the fucking game, yeah. it's two to nothing. So now my stomach don't hurt anymore. I can go out there, I'm relaxed. You know what I'm saying? Like It's the same thing at game five in Cleveland when Didi hit the home run off, off Kluber. Yeah. I, now all of a sudden, I'm just like, relax. I, I can go out and pitch my game now. Everything is relieved and we got to run and... That's all you worried about is are we going to score? Yeah. You're never worried about how you're going to pitch. You always worried about how we going to score because most of the time when you're in those big games, you're pitching against another ace. So all you, you, you're just worried about making mistakes. So if you score runs early, it, it just relieves all that pressure. And you can just see it. He went out and dealt 13 strikeouts later. And, I mean, you know, now we got to sweep and on to the next. You, it's, a, it's a great point, and, and it makes a lot of sense. And it actually reminds me of something. See, you in your first postseason start with the Yankees, you know, the Yankees had come off of losing that obviously horrific 2004 ALCS. Then they were knocked out in the first round in 05, knocked out in the first round in 06, knocked out in the first round in 07, and did not make the playoffs in 08. And so it had been a while since the Yankees had had playoff success, even though they were going annually. And obviously it had a ton of it in the late 90s and early 2000s. And you guys get down in your start to nothing. Mm-hmm. And I remember like even feeling there was like tension in the in the new stadium because there was this question of, well, how are these guys going to perform at this time of year? And then in the third inning, Jeter hits that two run homer to left. And I remember just feeling like everybody's shoulders drop back down and everybody mm-hmm. relax and like, oh, OK. They got this. And I wonder if for you, too, as you're on the mound in that experience, if he when he hits that home run, you know, I know it's it was a different moment in the game rather than, you know, fourth pitch of the game like Judge. But all of a sudden, instead of you're down two nothing, bam, it's tied two two. Oh, these this offense got my back. We're going to be OK. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it was just I was just waiting for that moment, you know, and, yeah. and, like, and like I said, I was sitting on the bench and, you know, G, he was like, you, you how you feeling? I was like, I'm good. Like, you know. And he was like, "All right, I got you." And he and he comes up and hits that ball. I mean, he he crushed it to left field. Yeah, had him seen to hit a ball like that all year. <laughs> and it had to be the same thing for Garrett Cole sitting in that dugout in Cleveland because Judge has been gone all year. So for him to come back, fourth pitch of the game in Game One of the playoff series, go dead center off the best pitcher on the planet, like 
shit's over with, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I hate to sound like that and say it like that, but game's over, man, especially with, with him on the mound. Oh, dude, I, the, I mean, there's so many big moments, and we'll break them all down, but the biggest swing of that game, I mean, the biggest swing of the series is judges in the first inning of game one, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it sets the tone because everyone's wondering, well, this Yankee team kind of scuffled into the playoffs, and then bam, judges like, no, I'm here, I'm good, watch this. And you know what? I told Amber, uh, I'm talking to Amber to, uh, all night about the game. I, yeah. He doesn't have to hit another, he don't have to give another hit the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. But he set the tone for the for the playoffs right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just the threat of that and him being in the lineup, being healthy, I mean, he could, I mean, it sounds crazy, but he could really go over and and it still scares pitchers. He'll still have long at-bats and it still helps the, the, the lineup just because people know of what he can do and it's always in, in, in people's memory, especially, I mean, like, he's got nine homers in 28 playoff games, guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he yeah. shows up and, and when it's when it's time to show up. So uh, pitchers pitchers know that shit. Oh, dude, he he has he has great playoff numbers. Only Mantle and Garrick have matched that in Yankee history for you know nine home runs in their first uh, twenty eight games. Incredible. All right, see, we're gonna get more to, to the Yanks as well. What else, what other Heat are you slinging? What's Heat slinging number two? Heat slinging number two is the Heat have no fucking chance of winning this fucking series, bro. <laughs> this shit is over with, cause. Just give LeBron the trophy right now. <laughs> I mean, oh my it's even, I, I hate to say that yeah. because you want to, like, it's yeah. such a good time to be a sports fan right now with the finals on and, yeah. you know, baseball's heating up, obviously the playoffs and football's starting to, starting to get, getting going. But this, this, this NBA playoff series is over with. Oh, my gosh, bro. I know it is. That's what hurts, it's man. Over <laughs> I, I know it is. Like I'm like try. I love the Heat, man. I love Eric Spolstra. Uh, I, I I respect the hell out of Jimmy Butler. This year, sitting, you know how I always tell you, like, and and you experience this yourself, going as a fan. Like my favorite thing sitting courtside in the NBA is there's always a guy or two who you watch and you're like, oh, I knew they were good, but like, whoa, they're unbelievable, you know. And for me. The two guys this year I felt that way about most were Luka Doncic, who everybody knows is spectacular now. But first couple times I watched him courts, I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy is just, I mean, he's huge. It's unreal. And then Bam Adebayo, man. I, I had thought of Bam as a role player. And then I had a bunch of Heat games this year. And I'm watching, I'm like, Wait, this dude is a star. He's not like a, he's not like a complimentary piece to a potential team. He, he is a foundational championship piece. He's unbelievable. And... So I actually, I was going into the series thinking like, you know what, Butler and Bam are, and, and Spo are going to be enough to, to make this a competitive series. But seeing Butler roll his ankle, Bam re-injure his shoulder, Dragic tear it. Yeah, I mean, like now I'm just like, come on, man. Like, yeah. oh, dude, I mean, I, I thought, I thought, I thought Dragic, I thought he tore his Achilles for sure. Oh. The way it looked, the way he looked down and like looked back, but then he was walking normal, so. I mean that that injury I think is like a you know it takes a couple of weeks to to heal up from that. So uh, Jimmy spraining his ankle, uh, it's yeah. I mean I don't know. I, and, and even if these those guys were healthy with LeBron playing the way he is and AD on fire, shit. I mean yeah, I, they had no chance. I think the only team that could have really beat them is a is a is a right Clippers team. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. With, yeah, if Paul George, you know, would show up for a playoff series. I think I think that that team is built to beat the Lakers. That's the only team in the league that can that can hang with them right now, though. 
doesn't it like it it kind of it it kind of sucks that we didn't get that Lakers Clippers series, man. It does, but it's typical Clippers bullshit though. I know. You know I what know, I'm saying? I know, like, I know. <laughs> they always do that shit. Like we never got that series of them with the Warriors. Yeah. Everybody wanted that to be a rivalry so yeah. bad, and it never was because they could never hold up their end of the fucking bargain. Yeah. Same it, shit. It, it, I know, man. I, I mean, it that honestly was pathetic. And you know what? Like, it is pretty ridiculous that we're going to end up looking at these playoffs and say, oh, yeah, not only did LeBron go and win his fourth ring and his, you know, with a third different team, but he also... He cakewalked through the playoffs. Like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell? This shit like, was he, terrible. This is like, he's just, this is going to be the easiest playoff run he's had. Like, no, it, has there been any moments of like, oh, I mean, I would say only what? I mean, because they. Game they, one against Portland. That was uh, it. That was like, it. That, that, that was, was it. it. And people wondering like, well, you know, even if they, have, even if they beat Portland, like this shows they're going to have a really tough time the rest <laughs> of the playoffs. Like. Eh, wrong. Yeah, All right, what's what's the third heat you're slinging this morning, see? The third heat I'm slinging this morning is Andy Reid is the best offensive genius like mine in, in, in NFL history for me. He's kind of your NFL, guy, isn't he? I love Andy <laughs> Reid, bro. And I hate to say that because the fucking Raiders going to have to deal with him and Patty Mahomes for a long time. But watching him on Monday night, because I, I watched him a lot, obviously, because the offense is so good. But... The first two weeks, they didn't look right. You know, yeah. they were running the ball a lot, just dinking and dunking a little bit. And then they come out on Monday night, and they look like, I mean, they just brought out everything. Like, it was it was insane. Like, it was it was so much fun to watch, just the way he goes through every play fake, and, like, every fake means something. You know what I'm saying? Like, they run the plays to a T. It's insane. And and it's no way to stop that offense unless all of those guys get hurt. Like, it's, yeah. they're going to fucking roll again because that's that offense is insane. I mean, the only way, right, the only way they don't win is it, it injuries or, I mean, and, and just as far as, like, win every game they play or, like, you know, they just have a week where they're they're just, like, not totally engaged and they're playing a divisional rival and, and they lose. Because otherwise, I mean, if they handle the Ravens, who are a great team mm-hmm. and have a great defense. If they handle the Ravens the way they just handled them, who in this league challenges the Chiefs? Yeah, it's crazy. Nope, I mean, it's crazy. And and the Ravens do a great job of, they do the same thing that, that Andy Reid does with Patrick Mahomes, but just not on that level. I feel like I, feel like I almost want to see Lamar Jackson with Andy Reid, just to see what he could come up with with that. Yeah. T- you know what I'm saying? With that. With that type of talent, man, it's it's crazy with with uh what he's doing with Kansas City and and Lamar. I mean, if, if they get down by two, if they get down by two scores, the game's pretty much over because they can't run the ball. Yeah, you know. So I I would love to see if they can come up with a different scheme or something where they can air it out a little more and depend on his arm because he can't throw. You know? Isn't it interesting too? Like with Andy Reid, he you know he has this incredible run of the Eagles, can't get over the top. And he leaves there, and, and the reputation for him in Philadelphia is, you know, he can't win the big game. He can't get this done. And then in Kansas City, he rebuilds this whole thing, right? Yeah. And if you think about coaches who who have had sustained runs of success in modern-day NFL, Andy Reid is right up there with Bill Belichick. He just obviously doesn't get near him because of the lack of Super Bowl titles. But when you're talking about double-digit wins year in and year out, I mean, Andy Reid is unbelievable with that, with multiple franchises, 
many different quarterbacks, right? But it, he he can't get over the top in the beginning in Kansas City, and people are wondering, oh, yeah, you know, same old Andy Reid. And then he gets his Super Bowl, and you realize how narratives are bullshit. You know, yeah. like you, you, everything is circumstantial. This guy is just a great all-time coach. And, and if you think about it, like in, in – with the Eagles in, in Philly, like he had McNabb, but they never had a receiver. And the one year they had T.O., they went to the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if he don't break his ankle, they win that Super Bowl. Right. So, I mean, he, he just didn't have the players, the caliber of players that he has now to be able to to run the offense that he does. Yeah, yeah who is it? It was, it was Freddie Mitchell. You're trying to every yeah, year. Yeah, I love like, Freddie Mitchell. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I'm saying? But, yeah. like, come on, man. Like, yeah, the yeah. one year you give McNabb T.O., they go to the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. And every yeah. year before that, they were going to the NFC Championship game because of Andy Reid and Brian Westbrook. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. So. Hey, see, can, can I sling some bonus heat for you, man? What you got? Man, I, I just have to I just have to read this quote because I know, you know, we have obviously a lot of baseball fans who listen to the pod. And this is after this last series, Carlos Correa. <laughs> People are mad. People don't want to see us here. What are they going to say now? We're a solid team. We won a series on the road in Minnesota. So what are they going to say now? Hey, hey, Carlos. First of all, I mean, Carlos has become... I, I loved Carlos Correa coming up. His uh, his cockiness has become <laughs> intolerable. It really has. Bro, they uh, cheated, and then they're mad at us. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's right? A, it's a fucking joke. And then you finish under 500 this year. Like, shut the fuck up. I, exactly, man. The, 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 the kid's but, a clown, man. I'm sorry. Like, and, I, and it's I, just. It's, see, I agree. I couldn't take last year his celebration after the walk-off in game two. It drove me nuts. Now, partially it was because I wanted you guys to win, but partially it was because, <laughs> you know, the guy did you sound, like, you sound like Carter right now. Carter <laughs> hates the Astros. He hates everything about Houston because we can't fucking win down there. <laughs> I know. Part of it, I want to fully admit, is spilled milk. You know, like it's, it, it's sour grapes. Are sour grapes and spilled milk the same thing? I'm not sure, but they feel like it right now. I, you know, like, but, but, bro, you, you can't, like, it, you can't be indignant about people finding out you cheated. I'm and sorry. And you actually won the World Series. What you know right. is crazy is that I'm like, I'm so conflicted because I'm so close to Dusty and I love Dusty. And he's like, you know, like a big uncle. He's he's like that's my guy. So yeah. for him to be managing, I'm happy that that he was able to win another playoff series. Shows how great of a manager he is. But man, fuck them dudes, man. <laughs> <laughs> but now, but now, send them home. All right. You know. Also, like if you're Correa, like don't you want to wait until you win it all? Like not. Yeah, you, you, man. You, you, like you, come you, on, dog. Like. Uh, like y'all be the team that's lost eighteen straight fucking playoff games. Exactly, bro. man. <laughs> exactly. Like, come on, man. Like, you you, you basically you you beat up on you beat up on a, a a little toddler when it comes to the postseason. Man, and I my, hate that 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 sucks, man. And I know I know that like as a Yankee, we contributed to a lot of that Minnesota grief. But yeah. like, they've had oh. some good teams that like. If we weren't in the way, they'd probably get to the AOCS a couple of years. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, my gosh. Yes. It's crazy. And then, like, this year to not have Donaldson, Donaldson be hurt, and then Buxton not be right, especially when he he's looking like, you know, he's going to turn into that offensive story. He had 13 homers this year, bro. I know. So, like, they oh. missed that. They didn't have that in the lineup. So, oh. it's, just, it's just crazy that they can't put it all together. 
And and why aren't they building a bullpen like ours? Like they should be going out and paying double what we pay to go sign the out of whoever else is yeah. coming up in free agency. They need a bullpen. I don't understand. I mean, man, I don't understand what they are doing over there. They need to build a super fucking bullpen ASAP this offseason. A hundred percent. And I agree, man. I just feel so bad for Minnesota Twins fans right now, man. And the, and the organization, like, they've because the thing is, see, you're right. They've had some really good teams during this time, you yeah. know? And, oh, and just, like, it, to not even win a game. Like, honestly, one of the great feelings as a sports fan is going to bed after your team wins a playoff game, right? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm learning that. I'm learning yeah. that. <laughs> it's a great feeling, right? It is. Gio hit that home run last night, bro, and I fucking lost it, guys. <laughs> are you just, are you like fist pumping around the car? I almost passed out because I was like screaming in the bedroom, dog. Oh, I was going crazy. That is great, crazy. man. I know what you mean. Dude, so I'm sitting, I, 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 I'm working the, the pre and post game yesterday for Yes, and they have uh, us all spaced out. Um, and in masks and stuff in this big open area. And for me, you know, David Cohn is a really good friend at this point in my life, but I also grew up rooting for David Cohn, you know? Yeah. So for me to get to, like, watch a playoff game, and I've called, you know, a ton of games with David, but to get to just, like, watch a Yankee playoff game with Coney, uh, granted we're, you know, 10 feet apart from each other or whatever, and in masks, but, like, and just break things down. And then, like, when Gio... And I said to Coney right before Gio's home run, I said, because uh, that that reliever, uh, what's his name? Kirishek uh, or something Kirishek, like that. whatever his name is. His numbers are ridiculous. This guy yeah. had 53 strikeouts in 27 innings this year. Yeah, The only thing he had was walks. He had like 16 walks in the 27 innings, but he only gave up like 13 hits. His numbers are crazy. And I and I saw like he, you know, he Gio had like held up, went around a little bit on a couple of his breaking balls, but the dude hadn't thrown one in the zone. And I was just like, if you're Geo right now, you say, "I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm selling out on the fastball. I'm yeah, swinging fastball. If he throws a breaking ball, it ain't gonna be a strike. That I'm shit it sounds good. And then he threw 99 at the knees, and he still hit that shit 400 feet. Like I was like, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, we all knew a heater was coming, right? Yeah. But yeah. nobody knew it was gonna be 99 on the black end, like down. That yeah. shit was a good pitch, guys. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like he that just was drops just a, the head on it. Yeah, that was yeah. a good pitch. It, like dude. that shit was insane, cause oh my gosh! And then I'm just, and then I'm, I'm like, I just like jump out of the gym, like yeah, baby, whatever, <laughs> like with, with Coney right next to me, like just you know going crazy, man. You know what's crazy is, is you know, uh, watching the game and listening to a Rod, yeah, because the thing that he does really well, he can tell you exactly what the fuck's coming if you listening. If you listen mm. to him and talk through that bat and shit or something like uh, that. If you listen to him talk through at bats, like that Glaber at bat where where uh, Bieber threw him six curveballs in a row, right? Yeah, walked him. He yeah. got to O two, threw him a couple curveballs in a row. He fouled him off, and then he threw him like three more in a row. Never threw him a fastball. He threw him six in a row. Comes up his next at bat. A Rod goes. He threw him six curveballs in a row. His last at bat. Be ready for a first pitch heater. This motherfucker throws the first pitch fastball ninety three right down the middle. You know, like you just have if you listening to what he says. It's the yeah. same shit that I'd be on the field with him. Like, yeah. And he'd be like, sometimes he'd be, he even try to like quiz me. He'd be like, you know how you got him out last time? Was well, this a fucking quiz? Are you going to tell me how I got him out <laughs> so you can tell me what to throw so I can get him out this time? Like, he's so smart, man. Like, he always, know, he always knows what should be coming. And what, I was listening to him at the Braves game, too. And 
uh, talking about bunting and moving the ball up, moving guys over and, you know, guys being nervous doing the playoffs and contact and, you know, moving the ball, you know, the, the ball's moving around the infield. Shit, shit's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So it's funny listening to him talk, bro. I love that, though. Like, Alex quizzing you like, hey, bro, I'm on your team. You can give me the answers Just to the test. give me the fucking answer, cuz. Like, I I'm not out here for a fucking quiz. Like, no, I don't know how I got him out the last time. And you know that. That's why you're asking me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is tremendous. You know what's interesting, too? Like, I, I felt so good for John Carlos Stanton and for Gary Sanchez because these guys, they are the targets of the fan base because, you know, they have worlds of talent. Obviously, with John Carlo, he gets a ton of money and he's had injuries. And with Gary, he we all know how incredible he is when he's right. But, you know, people latch on to the pass balls and then they latch on to the streakiness. And obviously, this regular season, he was a shell of himself. But the fact that both these guys had such enormous moments yesterday. Like, I mean, th there's obviously a variety of contributions, but Stanton's, let's start with this home run. You know, after you give up that four spot, Stanton getting that one run back with the solo home run, see, that's enormous. You feel like, all right, we're right back in the game because of that home yeah. run. Yeah, for sure. You just feel like you got some life. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Anything can happen in the playoffs. Like, anything. Like, it, I mean, you can get on a crazy rally. Guys get nervous. You know, got, you know, it's hard to make pitches. Strike zone is smaller. So, you know, if you give up four, you know, you, you feel it kind of down, but then you come back and he, he goes deep, you're like, all right, we got a little life. Like, we might be able to fight back into this shit, you know? Yes, exactly, exactly. It, 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 I mean, you could probably feel that in the dugout, right? Like, all right, like, okay, here we go. Then, to stick on Stan, he has the sack fly later where we always talk about with him, like, hey, you know, make contact. He also had the walk right before the Grand Slam where he spit on some close pitches. Yeah. And, and then the key walk in the ninth inning. You know, I mean, that walk to lead off the ninth, that sets the tone there. And again, he took multiple really close breaking balls. Yeah, he did. He, uh, and, you know, those are pitches that he could easily swing at. You know, we've seen him swing at those, those balls down in the dirt. And he did it both times, right before the Grand Slam. And, you know, in the ninth inning, he had really good at-bats, which shows you that he's locked in and he's starting to hit the ball to right, right field. Uh, so that's a good sign. And Gary, dude, I mean, I, I know it was wind-aided, but hey, get it up in the jet stream and let that baby fly, Oppo, with that two-run homer from Gary. Yeah, fuck that. I yeah. mean, I, he thought he missed it, but you could tell he was so excited after, after he realized <laughs> it went out. So When you need that, that swing so bad. Yeah, 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 man, yeah. just that little confidence booster is big. So, uh, I mean, the boys are looking good, you know, heading into the ALDS, and it's perfect timing for them to actually show up because... This is the ultimate test that they got to pass right now coming up. Amen, man. And I and I also just want to say the sack fly from Gary. Like, you know, hey, in that spot after Guardy strikes out, bases load, nobody out, you could be trying to do too much. You know, he has the weight of the world on his shoulders. I got to come through here, whatever. For him to have a poised at bat like that and just deliver the sack fly, which is exactly what the team needed there, I, I was really impressed with his ability to just do what they needed him to do there and not try and do too much. Yeah, for sure. And, I, like, I had already just assumed that Guardy was going to put the ball in play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. it was already yeah. just assumed that we're going to get that run in. So, you know, for him to come up in that spot, like, and, you know, get the ball in the air, and, you know, get a good pitch to hit and get the ball in the air, that was, uh, that was big. And, I, you know, Hicksy's been big, too. You know, he's been yeah. having some good at-bats. 
He hit that ball, that line drive to center field, the shields, you know, misplays and gets the rally started for before Gio's grand slam. So, uh, man, like I said, I mean, the guys are they start they swinging it. They, I mean, it's, everybody's looking good right now. Yeah. What see? What's your biggest takeaway from this series? I mean, from obviously that you get a route in game one, you get the longest nine inning game in baseball history in game two. Add in an hour and thirteen minutes of rain delay. Wild back and forth roller coaster, unforgettable playoff game. What's the thing that like sticks out to you most coming through these two games? Clean baseball, like we that we've been giving up runs and, and all of that shit, but we've been playing some good defense, and that's something that we hadn't been doing coming into the playoffs, and that's something that you can't fuck around with in the playoffs, giving up extra outs. You know what I'm saying? And we've been doing a good job of playing some really good defense. Obviously, Gio made an unbelievable play last night on that double play. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing that I've seen, you know, so far is that guys have been locked in defensively. Man, what was it like having Gio at third last year when you're on the mound? Oh, it's just like a comfort. You know what I'm saying? Especially me with the cutter, at the, with the righties. You know, I, I would always – I mean, I'm trying to make them hit the ball to him. You know? Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, that's just, just the ultimate confidence you know, when you got that guy down there at third base. R2C2 is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. By now, you've probably heard about FanDuel Sportsbook's world-class sports betting app. FanDuel makes it easy to find and place your bets. They've got some of the best odds you will find anywhere. And FanDuel Sportsbook is throwing a little gasoline on the fire with a $10 risk-free same-game parlay for all customers. FanDuel is the only place with same-game parlay where you combine multiple bets from one matchup or team into a single parlay. When all the legs of your parlay hits, you win even more than if you bet separately. And if you don't win, we'll refund your bet up to $10 in site credit. So go big. All right, see, looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook app, same game parlay, Chiefs minus seven at home against the Patriots. And how about the Chiefs scoring more than 14 and a half in the first half. Is that the same That's the same game parlay you're feeling? That's the same game parlay I'm feeling. And I like that bet. I mean, obviously the Chiefs are hot. You know, they, the Chiefs are hot right now off coming off that Monday night. They got the whole package working right now. So I think, you know, they're playing at home. Um, so I like them to score more than 14 and a half. And, and, and you know what, man? Your picks were hot last week. You, Bro, you were, you were hot with you. your picks last week, man. I told you. I told you. Listen to me, dog. Yeah. Go with me. Hey, hey, our <laughs> listeners, they're going to start coming to you for, for advice on this, man. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. You're going to have to make sure you guys stay tuned every week because C is hot with his picks right now. So that's his same game parlay. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Make your own same game parlay app. If sports betting is legal in your state, you just download the app. You make your same game parlay today for week four. If not, go play their NFL contest with FanDuel Fantasy. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, be sure to sign up with promo code R2C2 so they know that we sent you. That's promo code R2C2. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, West Virginia, Indiana, Colorado, or Iowa. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Colorado, call 1-800-522-4700. And in Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. All 
All right, looking ahead to the Rays series, see what I mean. H- how do you feel about this? Obviously, the Rays they own the Yankees during the regular season this year. I thought they also kind of mentally seem to have the upper hand, the swag, and the confidence. How do you feel about the Yankees riding high off this series? You know, feeling good with the bats going into this series against Tampa at a neutral site in San Diego. Yeah, I think the neutral site is definitely going to help, and I feel like the way we're going right now, I think I feel like we'll be able to match Tampa's energy. And I always talk about that, how they come into, you know, Yankee Stadium or how we go down there and, you know, they want to beat us more than batter, more than we want to beat them. And I feel like right now, the way that they whooped our ass all season and, and you know, the way that we're playing right now, I feel like we'll come down to San Diego, match their energy. And, 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 and that's all we ever really need to do. Obviously, we got the, the more talent. We were more talented. They got a good pitching staff. They have a great bullpen, but our lineup is like none other, no other in the big leagues. I mean, the only other lineup that can match ours is probably the Dodgers. And and if we bring that intensity and we bring that fire, I mean, I, you know, I think it's going to be a long series, but I think we'll win it. Do you think there's any? Do you think there's any carryover mental upper hand that the Rays have from the way things played out in the regular season? No, no, not not when you get into the playoffs, especially not the way that that we played these last two games. And went on the road and, and beat a, a good Cleveland team. So, no, I mean, that's a, that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like the way that we're going right now, and the way the guy the guys are feeling, and the swag that we playing with, a beat, you know, it, it'll match what, what the Rays are going to bring down there. See, how about the rest of the playoffs? I mean, having eight baseball playoff games on one day was amazing. Yeah. Is it, is there anything else? Like as we sit here Thursday morning recording a little uh, real time R two C two, is there is there Anything else, like, as you're watching these series that you're like, yeah, like, this this really hits me? Um, No, I mean, it, it's just fun to be able to watch as a fan. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, it looks really easy watching on the couch. <laughs> 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 Way less stressful. Uh, I can eat some snacks and hang out. But it's uh, it's been fun. I mean, obviously, I don't think we can have 16 teams in the playoffs next year with such a long season. But I mean, this has been fucking. This has been a great cap to a to a shortened season for a baseball fan. Yeah, man, I, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying this. I agree. I don't want eight teams in each league making it because I I want the regular season to still mean what it means. Yeah. But but it is fun having a playoff day like this, man. Like I mean, just having eight games on yesterday was insane. I know. I'm excited to see. I want to see what the White Sox how they respond today. Yeah. Because um, that's a really good series. The A's are a good team. Um. So you know, I picked the White Sox early in the season to make a deep run into the playoffs. So uh, we'll see. I also feel bad for the Padres and our boy Larry Rothschild. They lose their top two pitchers right before the playoffs, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's tough, man. That is but, tough. And, and they play on like a tough Cardinals team that's just like, they just know how to win. You know, they yeah. they, they play awful the whole year. And, they, you know, they and it always happens. And they end up in the NLCS. You know what I'm saying? Like, so this is just a tough matchup for them. Well, man, hey. I'm glad we got to do a reaction pod after the games. Uh, this was, you know, it was fun going through the group chat last night during that wild game too. Just getting to experience that, and I, uh, I like. Um, I, I think we're gonna have to do some more of this, and hopefully, we don't get you know six and a half hours uh, after first pitch when the game finally ends, so that we can we could we could do them right after some of these playoff games throughout throughout what's hopefully a long Yankees run, man. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, we we should definitely keep this up, and 
you know, it's, like I said, it's just been fun to be, to watch as a fan. So I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of comments. <laughs> I got a lot of reactions and a lot of heat to sling, for sure. Uh, so guys, make sure you're you're following R two C two on social media. We we are on Twitter R two C two. We're on Instagram at R two C two as well. And uh, and we will have new episodes every single Thursday. But we have other episodes mixed in as well now. So you always get a Thursday app, but you get other ones as well. Make sure you're following us on Spotify or you are subscribed to us on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, and tell everybody you know. We're going to have uh, a lot of reaction pods uh, throughout these playoffs. So uh, make sure you stay tuned and are following. We'll definitely have an episode next Thursday, but who knows? Maybe some bonus ones before then. That's it for now. All right, see. Peace. Yes, sir.